Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only, the only option. option. That's right. <laughs> we have an exciting guest. This is episode 81. We're going to have some fun. We've been setting out little clues of who this is going to be, but it is Johnny Ray Zone from Howlin' Rays. Johnny, welcome. Ooh. They can't hear you waving. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk. You're actually one of the first people I reached out to when we started the podcast. Uh, when I was initially, we were initially putting together this podcast. We came up with a list like, gosh, who would we really want to interview? And who do we think is living their dreams? Well, Johnny, you're one of them. So we're going to uh, dig into uh, hot chicken and everything that has made Holland Rays possible. That is coming up next. Awesome. Appreciate it. Welcome to the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. Welcome to season two. We are your hosts. I'm Jason Friday. I'm Julie Slater. This podcast is about facing your fears, digging deep inside yourself, and following your passions. We hope to give you a push to live your dreams. Now let's get back to it. And we're back. <laughs> hey man, what's up? So good to get you on the show. Yeah, great to be here. So uh, just to give a little bio, uh, you started out as a dishwasher prep cook. Is it Figaro? Yeah, Is Figaro Bistro. Is that I was on Vermont in Los Feliz. Oh, uh, one of my first jobs. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was I, I got to learn um, Spanish, really the, all the bad words and all the dirty, naughty words in Spanish. <laughs> um, they allowed me to make salads after a few months because we were short staffed. But it was just a great I mean, albeit it was hard, but it was a great intro to, you know, back of house. Sure. Nice. And then uh, it says, okay, on your bio, you've been cooking professionally for 16 years. Holland Ray's was his first self-funded restaurant venture, teaming up with his wife, a few loyal cooks, and $80,000 in debt, Holland Ray's was born. I do have a question about, we had my two, my two brothers are French chefs, and mm -hmm. they studied with uh, Jean Bonchet in Chicago. It was a restaurant called, oh my gosh, can I remember the name of it? Jean Bonchet. Oh, La Francais. <laughs> oh my gosh anyway their experience working there like they have a little ptsd because it was very you know working 80 hours a week and but they definitely taught them so much about how to run a restaurant uh, would you say that your experience was kind of similar <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's that's life for you but it's like uh when you go through these trials and tribulations or difficult periods of life where there's just, it's just can seem hopeless or your body is getting grinded down to, you know, just a thin needle of a hair, uh, you know, uh, it, it definitely pushes you mentally. And um, it's also what shapes you at the same time, I feel like, uh, because for me, I, I wouldn't say Figaro is that hard. I, I think what was harder in my career was when I was working at Gordon Ramsay at the London uh, and then Nobu um, LA simultaneously. Um, oh, wow. And so in the morning, I'd butcher fish for like six hours, and then I would go work a 10-hour shift at um, Gordon Ramsay at the London. And I did that for like six months simultaneously, um, but I had to stop because it was just... That's insane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, but but I mean, that, if you want to talk about education, you know, <laughs> oh, my God. That, oh, yeah. that was luckily I didn't have a wife or, or kids or, or any responsibility. So I could do that. But that was that was a difficult time mentally. But also, I don't think it would I would be where I'm at if I didn't go through that. You know, that's what I was going to say. It obviously it had to have shaped you in the most <clears throat> difficult, but also the way that you need to where you're at now, like the, what you're doing now, that's exactly what you needed. Even though at the time, I'm sure you were like, ah, and, and this is insane. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I actually didn't even have the energy for it. I was smelling like fish in my bed. I was renting like oh my a, uh, a one room, uh, just a room, not even an apartment. I was renting a room. It was like a, a grand a month in West Hollywood because it was between both locations and uh, shared it with two other people. And I was just, my clothes were just 
rank like <laughs> fish, you know, because uh, not only was and I you were single fish, at the time. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> so it was a weird combo, you know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, but that, you know, it was it was more mental of just like uh, pushing myself and, you know, the ability to be consistent um, day by day um, and then days off for just literally recoveries, you know, the recovery days. And uh, I eventually got a motorcycle and all this stuff, but it was, it was really a time that shaped me on, it was like going to the army almost, but it was self-created, which is odd. Um, But I, that, that was huge. And then even working for Tom's killer was huge. I mean, all these different difficult things in life, it's what, it's what really shapes you. And um, it's really important. I feel like, you know, the, the, difficult moments i mean helen rays wouldn't be bored if i didn't discover my dad dead on the floor naked out of the shower cold body you know that's that's difficult as fuck but yeah. uh, you know a positive thing still can come from difficulty so wait i don't know what, what did you just say i wouldn't have opened up helen rays if i yeah. did not discover my dad uh, in a naked dead state on the bathroom floor cold and i touched his wow. body and it was like dead cold and it was there for like 10 hours and that was such a traumatic, traumatic experience that it, it made me realize how life is so short and fuck it, do, do whatever it is you want to do, go out and chase it, no matter how stupid it is to other people or whatever, just do what you want to do. Cause at the time, if, if I said to you, Hey, I'm going to open hot chicken, a hot chicken restaurant in LA, they'd be like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> what is hot chicken? First off, they wouldn't even know what it is. And then, you know, uh, how are you going to do that when it takes 20, 30 minutes to cook the quarters? Because it's been a huge evolution. We, we weren't always serving the Sando or the most popular items. Yeah. Um, and it was a bad business model. But now looking back, <laughs> look how many hot chicken restaurants there are in Los Angeles. No, it's I mean, it's like crazy. It is crazy. It's, I mean, even know. like uh, fast food places are now trying to slip in a little hot chicken. Yeah. Hey, here's our little hot chicken. And it's like, that's cute. <laughs> Do you laugh at that and go, yeah, yeah please. <laughs> I, I actually look at it in forms of, uh, I look at it like this. I look at it like, how crazy is it to make a dent on the economy of restaurants? Oh my God. I, how, how crazy is it to have a impact on Los Angeles's dining scene and menus um, by introducing a dish to the city. How good is it for the families that, you know, maybe they're benefiting or they're putting their money together, opening up franchises and all this stuff. How good is that for the restaurant economy? So that's how I sure. see it instead of an adversarial perspective. Yeah. Well, there's mean, so many mouths to feed. Right? Oh my God. Yeah. Especially here. Are you kidding me? Multiple mm-hmm. millions it's it's yeah. almost endless. There's that you don't Different even have shapes enough and sizes. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, dude, I mean, back in the day, let's go back to before the pandemic. How long was the wait? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the day. It was like an hour or two hour wait, and so yeah. not everyone can wait in line, you know. So it's yeah. oh, more options, uh, no problem, you know. Yeah, that's a yeah. Just deal. for um, people who might not know, so right before the pandemic, you would go down to Holland Ray's and and have to maybe wait online an hour or two to get the sandwich. But it became like this big, like event that you went yeah. and did that, and and it was totally. I mean, seriously, it the first time I had Holland Ray's, it's the best. It's the best chicken. It's the best to me chicken sandwich, but also a hot chicken sandwich. I've ever had. I mean, it really, yeah. we were like, holy shit. So, I mean, yeah. normally I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled waiting two hours, but <laughs> I was like, wow, thank God this was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it was man. Seriously. It, the amount of times that we've had it, I'm, uh, it, you just, you, you just itch once you're done eating it, you're like, cool. So when are we coming back? <laughs> And that's special. How many times can you say that about a restaurant? I guess nowadays more than before, but you know, that's a special thing. So. And it's definitely (laughs) a huge thing for you is the vibe of your place. I mean, I've never been somewhere and this is before the pandemic where you could go and sit down at the counter. Like everyone working there is so happy and uplifting and joking around. I've never seen something like that. How do you create that vibe? 
by not having investors and not having a boss to tell us how to do it and how a proper restaurant should be structured. That's probably the biggest one because we're free to do whatever the fuck we want. You know, um, that's a huge, huge thing. Uh, we can pay people what we want. We can buy them iPads if we want. We can, uh, put them up in an Airbnb. There's no questions being asked for whatever it is we want to do with our employees in terms of things that can help them in their personal lives as well. Um, so that's a huge reason why that atmosphere is how it is. But also um, we push people on a social level for social awareness, social intelligence, being able to conduct a conversation and read if you want to, uh, uh, if the customer maybe wants to keep it short, you know, and keep it short, but still give them that level of hospitality. So there's a lot more psychology to it than just cooking. Uh, also like information is power. And if we're able to give our employees something other than money, AKA like information or skills, um, they are more likely to stay and are also happier as employees. Um, and also just, having fun with it you know it's not work if you love what you do um you're just doing your passion you know and so both my wife and myself we have huge passions for hospitality and uh, it's what we love to do so the better we get at it the more the happier we are and and it becomes a contagious butterfly effect amongst employees yeah you can totally, no, totally see that for sure yeah i was yeah. gonna say you were a part of that and we're, you know, we don't know anybody for whatever. And you get there and you're like, am I, should I get on that side of the counter with you? And just like start <laughs> throwing <Yeah>. something together. <laughs> no, it's such a beautiful thing. It's so unique. It's, I, I love it. And, and how much, it. how much time do you spend in the kitchen? Uh, and as opposed to having to do all your other stuff and, and what's your role, the role of your wife? So, uh, I, I spend a good amount. My, my schedule is always fluctuant. It depends on if everyone's calling off or, or if, um, you know, we're, we're releasing a new menu. It really depends. I'm like water within the restaurant. So like for the past week, I've been in the restaurant quite a bit, uh, reworking some cashier roles, did a private chef's table, um, I'm working on more customer interaction, uh, instead of just a hard cutoff, you know, here's your food, all that, that we had to kind of have during COVID because we've had to be sort of a mutant reptile as a restaurant with COVID. You know, we've had to constantly sure. change like a chameleon or something. And then in regards to my wife, she does all the branding and marketing and all the creative um, aspects to the restaurant, and, which has been a huge part of our success because, you know, that's the visual aesthetic of how the customers and our following, you know, view us and how we communicate to our clients and, and guests and fans and everyone. Um, she's, she's essentially the voice of Howlin um, when it comes to representation and branding and aesthetic. Yeah, you guys have definitely built sure. diehard fans. It's fun. You guys are always doing giveaways and fans go crazy. Yeah. It's super cool. That's the way definitely. to do yeah, things. I mean, there's a recent post. It was, I, I posted on my Instagram how, uh, like, I teared up a little bit when I was looking at it at night. She said, I think we were doing a giveaway for a chef's table or something like that. And she said, drop a comment on explaining your favorite experience at Howlin' Race. And I literally went on my phone and I was, I was scrolling the phone really quickly and everyone was writing these huge ass paragraphs and it was like hundreds of them. And literally it was one minute of me going this fast on scrolling. And I was just thinking like, God, that's insane. So I, I screen captured my iPhone and then just recorded the video of me swiping up and it's insane. It's, it's crazy because to, to myself and the employees, you know, we, it's just, we're doing what we do and we're trying to get better every day, but like we're creating so many memories that, that when two years transpire, you know, three years pass, we, we look back or you, it's hard to see all those comments, all those paragraph stories, but it's actually, it's there. Everyone has their own version of a story. Like, Oh, my homie got the hide and his butthole was ripped apart, you know, or, <laughs> or, or, you know, Oh, you gave us uh you were telling us a story about, you know, how you and Julian were listening to Blink-182 and blah, 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 this happened. And then you said that you would continue the story next time. So I kept end up spending money to hear more of the story. So many random ass different stories that are so 
to me was touching because it obviously made an impact with the guests because they remember this story from three years ago, four years ago, two years ago, or, you know, uh, people getting uh, married there or, or, or people coming there with their wedding party. It's just all this crazy <laughs> stuff that you would not think of a typical restaurant. And it was very touching for me. And that's people think it's just not chicken, but really that's the, that's the secret ingredient. You know, that's, why we're at where we're at is because we treat people like human beings and we are very um, cognizant of the interactions and how to um, shape them in a manner in which is providing hospitality. Absolutely. I can't yeah, agree I mean, more with that. For us, like anyone who comes in town, we get, we're like, oh my God, we got to take you here. Yeah. It's really a fun experience. And that's the other thing is word of mouth is, is much more powerful and oh, yeah. than people realize. Yep. Absolutely, man. Okay, we're coming by today. Uh, I want to um, go over. So so you said it was a pivotal, obviously, finding your father on the, you know, dead on the ground. But when did you end up like, so that changed you. But you also went to Nashville, right? When was that timeline? Yeah, so the, the father thing, it changed me in the sense of like, like I was making really good money running a French restaurant with my wife and uh, the restaurant was doing great. I mean, we increased its sales dramatically and, you know, I was making really good money, but I was like, not necessarily happy. You know, um, I was drinking a lot. I was smoking a lot. Me and my wife were getting a lot of fights because she was essentially the front of the house manager and I was the back of the house and she'd come back in the kitchen and be like, this team looks like shit in front of my guys. And I'd be kind of, pissed at that because it's like, Hey, I, these guys got to respect me, blah, blah, blah. You know? So when you talk to me, like I'm a piece of crap, they're going to think I'm a piece, you know, like it was a lot sure. of like, it's hard that, that, that situation. But, um, when my father passed, I, re- I was just like, fuck this, fuck all of this. I want to go learn Southern food. I want to learn antebellum Southern cooking. Um, and so I, quit my job or I put my notice in for two, I gave two months notice um, because they were heavily dependent on me. And so I thought that was a respectful thing to do. And so um, then I, I, I flew out to Nashville and wanted to cook with Sean Brock because I really respect him. He's, he's a G. I mean, he's just really, you know, so intelligent in regards to his knowledge of Southern food, antebellum Southern food, grains, seeds, historical, you know, um, plants and, and vegetables that were used uh, pre-Civil War. I mean, just amazing resource of a person and um, was really inspired by his cooking. And I was like, I'm going to cook, you know, like this. And so I flew out there to do what's called stage. And basically- What is it called? For free. A stagier. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like just going there and cooking for free, working for free. Um, usually gotcha. it's for like interns. It's like an internship, I guess. Sure, yeah. And, in the music world or whatever, like the, the interns just, they'll do whatever. You get the coffee, you know, put the boom mics up, or whatever. Um, so I did that. But then while I was doing that, I discovered hot chicken. I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, I've never had anything like this before. Um, what what captivate, captivated me about it was that they were fried in uh, quarters. So it was, it was essentially how your typical fried chicken would be, but you combine them into a quarter. So if you go to KFC and you get like a thigh and a drum, imagine those attached still with the backbone and like all the kind of really flavorful parts of the chicken um, and fried full like that. It takes a lot longer. So because it takes so long, there's uh, notorious lines at hot chicken restaurants because um, the chicken takes longer to cook. So like you at Prince's, at one of the OG Prince's, the, that, the OG Prince's, that had a car accident and a fire. So now they only have one little location, not the original location. There's a barbershop next door and that barbershop thrives from the customers from Prince's because they go, they order their chicken and then the barbers are like, Hey bro, I'll line your shit up uh, before you get the chicken. And you know, That's, like, oh my God. yeah. Cause I, I have a widow's peak right here. Yeah. Right. So it's like a kind of hair that goes like this. And whenever I go to like African-American barbershops, I always want to line my shit up like straight. Yeah. But I tell them like, bro, like I, it's just gonna like, I'll have a little green patch or something like that. But they always fuck with me. And then when they, <laughs> they, they want to line this like to a straight line, you know? And uh, 
So, but it's funny because that barbershop uh, does well because the customers, they go, they order the chicken and they go get a haircut. And then when the time the haircut's done, their chicken's ready, you know? And it's just a really beautiful thing, you know, to me. Yeah. That really, what a funny thing that, <laughs> all right, I'll be, how well, long? An hour. Perfect. Let's go get my. <laughs> That's pretty oh wild. Uh, I wanted to go over like all the different uh, for anyone who's not been there. So there's different hot, like how hot people want it. You can go to Holland Rays and get no heat just for the scarities mm-hmm. out there. Um, there's also mild. It's a brush of heat. Medium, feel the burn. Medium plus extra burn, hot burn, or hot burn, baby burn, and then Holland can't touch us. What's the um, uh, have I mean I guess you've tried them all like does anyone can people eat the last one that Howland can't touch this that seems dangerous yeah I mean physically <laughs> people can eat it you know I mean your body has reactions for sure <laughs> and it's such a fun experience like even to this day for me um witnessing those reactions you know like like it'll start with like a runny nose. That's like the onset of like, Oh shit, something's coming, you know? Cause we'll get a lot of people who are like, Oh, I, I love spicy. I'm good. I got it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, how spicy would you like it? And they're like, I'll do the Helen. And I'm like, okay, um, can I make you a sample real quick? Just give you a little nugget or something. And they're like, yeah, sure. And then I give it to them and then, um, they eat it. And then, like I said, the symptoms start their onset. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the nose starts running and then I'm, I'm talking to them about their order and then their nose starts running and then they start kind of like uh, getting beady eye, like looking around and then all of a sudden their eyes start tearing up, like, but it's a slow burn. It's like, it takes a minute or two to kind of like activate. So then they're, they, they look like they're crying. They're, they're snot dripping down their nose and then I'll, I'll go get a napkin, usually pass a napkin. And then, um, then some some people flush a little bit, you know, like they, they get flushed. And we haven't even completed the transaction yet. Uh, and then some of the, some of the times people see that and they're like, oh, can I try two? And I'll explain, oh, no, this is the hottest one. You know, he just wanted to try a sample or something like that. We have to be very uh, cautious about it because um, it, it's extremely spicy. It's the hottest peppers in the world. Uh, but we definitely didn't want to dumb it down for LA. We wanted to keep it authentic. And when you go to Nashville and you order the XX hot or the triple X hot, I mean, it's spicy as fuck, you know, like, and so I feel like LA has enough watered down versions of things. So let's keep it authentic and keep it a buck with people. I love it, man. I love heat so much that I'll shoot it in my eyes and smile. <laughs> um, not really, but that's, what did you I, try? I really, you tried the I, hot, right? I tried the extra hot. So just below oh, you, the howling, uh, oh, because yeah, I yeah. was like, you know, when we sat there and I can't remember his name because this was a couple of years ago now, but he was like, you like hot? I'm like, yeah, man, can I try something? He's like, let's just start you. I'm not going to give you howling. Let me just give you a little bit of extra. And that, that was hot. Extra hot. And they hot. literally, like, by the way, they literally give you gloves. So yeah. that you can touch yeah. the chicken. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever. So my wife's a big fan of Thai bird chilies and Thai food. She, um, she moved here from Monticello, Indiana. And uh, one of her biggest like therapeutic things to do in the city of LA was to go to this restaurant called Yai's and order what's called a yum nua. And that's a beef salad. And in that beef salad, it has, you know, Thai bird chilies and stuff. And I don't know if you've ever cut Thai bird chilies with a knife or any chilies really. Um, it, it literally, the oils just, just go into your hands. So you'll, you'll be cutting it, making something or whatever. And then you'll like, if you're smoking a cigarette, like you'll, yeah. you'll touch your, touch your nose or something. And then your nose starts burning. Um, or you'll go to the bathroom and then it starts yeah. burning down there. Yeah. I mean, I've done that twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so the gloves thing is, is a version of us trying to be hospitable because we know what's going to happen. You know, once you touch the chicken, yeah. it's, and then it'll, even if you just wipe it with like 20 wet naps, it's yep. still, the oils are kind of like in your hands and uh, yeah, it's just us being hospitable. So we do provide gloves on that. Yeah. I mean, we have gloves at home just to cut jalapenos because <laughs> yeah. we've even had just that, you know, you get a jalapeno in your eye. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah, none, none, none of that is fun. Yeah, you could bleach your hands and it will still the oils of peppers are just so dense that it will take hours for it to finally rid 
but yeah, yeah no, it's, it's unpleasant. <laughs> now, were you always somebody who ate a ton of really hot peppers? Was that your thing growing up? Like, oh, I want to try that. Like, do you try ghost peppers and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't really have a knowledge of food because I was, I was really into basketball. I was, you know, a huge basketball fanatic. Uh, I played I took the, uh, the same way I'm so dedicated to cooking. I think when I turned like 17, I transferred that dedication from basketball to cooking. Um, but I was, I had, I was the kid that was like wearing the weights to school. I was on varsity as a freshman. Uh, I was, I was exercising uh, like running three miles a day, uh, tapping backwards, dunking the ball, you know, like it was, it was a big uh, thing. So um, when I was a kid, I didn't really have a knowledge of peppers and stuff, but I do have a, like a, a really clear memory of I would eat a, so many of the hot Cheeto uh, bags oh, and yeah. be, because I was so addicted to those and to this day too shout out to hot Cheetos because they helped me get through um, like 60 70 days of sobriety because um, oh, nice. I kind of supplemented drinking alcohol with with those and then also practicing huh. Adobe Premiere and a few other things and it's been working like a charm uh, but I ate so many hot Cheetos as a kid that I actually uh, got close to rupturing my appendix. Oh my um, God. Yeah. And so I had to get my appendix uh, removed and luckily it was pre-rupture. So it didn't rupture in my body. Cause that's when it's really a, a serious thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird cause it's a vestigial organ. So it's not necessarily used for anything. And so it's just there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I always had a fondness for, for heat, um, since a young age in the hot Cheeto days, but I really feel like heat is another form of seasoning. Uh, working for Thomas Keller, he teaches that acid is a form of seasoning, AKA like vinegars or lemon juice, you know, um, it, it, that's a way to season food. Uh, peppers, definitely, you know, salt, obviously. Fat is a way to season butter, oil, you know, the viscosity of it, the mouthfeel of it. There's so many different ways to, season your food and when you taste something like that you're cooking you can identify what sector what area of seasoning needs improvement whether oh this needs a little more fat or this needs a little more acid or this needs a little bit more you know salinity or something like that and so um, working for Keller that really taught me that and after working for Keller I realized that I really like heat I really like heat as a seasoning um, and you know that it's obviously there's different levels to it and now i'm kind of not retired but i have to retire due to doctor's orders um and you know me wanting to have pleasant um bowel movements um <laughs> because it can be when it's sporadic or uh he the doctor put he used a, an amazing term he said um uh explosive diarrhea he's <laughs> and when he said this i was like Doctor, what do you mean by explosive diarrhea? Because I feel like sometimes maybe I have that where if I'm, I have a rest, I have to go to the restroom and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I go to the restroom and I know it's coming. And then when I sit down, it's explosive. Is that what you mean by explosive? Or do you mean like, what is it you mean? And he said, um, no, it's not that that's normal because I learned this recently in your intestines, there is a PSI, there is a pressure per square inch. So you know that feeling when you're nervous and then maybe it makes you go to the bathroom or certain things cause you to wanna to go to the bathroom is because those things are triggering something within your body that's increasing the pressure in your intestines. And that when the pressure is increased, then obviously it's gonna push out whatever's in there, whether it's liquid or wet or whatever. Um, and so, it was a new thing for me when I was having this conversation with the doctor, because I never realized that inside of your intestines, there is a, a pressure and uh, certain things in life can cause more pressure or decrease the pressure. And so what I was really looking for though, was the explanation of explosive diarrhea. What is explosive meaning <laughs> to you, doctor? You know, like, yeah. like, uh, is it because so what he clarified was no, Johnny, you don't have explosive uh, diarrhea or explosive bowel movements. When I say explosive, I mean incontrollable explosions, incontrollable explosive, like meaning you're just walking and just there's oh, an explosion my God. or or you're just sitting in a podcast and it just explodes. <laughs> so that's that's why I wanted to ask, because I wasn't sure if I was in that category of explosive diarrhea or 
I needed clarification on it. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification Thank you for on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, uh, thumbnail, explosive diarrhea exactly. explanation. Exactly. <laughs> Enjoy your lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. Oh, man, that's, that is hilarious. Uh, the explosiveness, I, so, I can understand sometimes, though. Yeah, so you can't, you don't do very hot spices anymore. No, I, I, I mean, um, I do. It, it's very particular. So yeah, he also recommended because I, uh, as my diet's been uh, improving because it got damaged from all the hot chicken that I, from all the beer and hot chicken that I was just consuming over the years, um, it kind of got damaged. And one of the slowest healing things on your body is your your intestinal tracts and your 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 anal area and all that. That's a very slow here healing. Um, because it, it doesn't have as much blood flow. Same with like your feet, for example, you know, they, if you're toenail or whatever, they can heal slow because it doesn't get as much blood or white blood cells. Yeah. So uh, I was, I was talking to him about it and he, what he said, which is a really interesting and great uh, tidbit of information is he said, utilize a elimination diet, meaning that you eat, you eat whatever you want, but you kind of track what you're eating and how it makes you feel or how you your bowel movements are and things like that. And then you can slowly eliminate certain aspects of whatever meal that affect you differently. And what I've noticed with heat is that not all chilies, not all heat um, it, uh, affects me in a negative way. It's only certain elements or certain forms of heat that, that do, or certain peppers essentially by utilizing this elimination diet. So I still fuck with spicy food and love uh, spicy food a lot. But it's very controlled in the sense of like like Tiber chilies are great. I love those. But if I'm gonna do a ghost pepper, I get that kind of anxious feeling, you know, when I eat that. Um, or if there's a capsaicin in it, you know, that's a that's a form of uh, like a heat additive. To give you an example, Del Taco, you know, their hot sauces. Yeah. Like the Del Scorcho, Inferno, sure. you know, all that stuff. The way they control the heat level where it's always exactly the same is they extract capsaicin from peppers and they put milligrams of capsaicin into it. So it's a consistent heat. Mm. Now, when you use natural peppers, the Scoville scale will differentiate depending on how much sun the peppers get, how wet the soil is, the temperature of the climate. Right. So it's a very fluctuant uh, thing in terms of natural ingredients, but franchises and bigger corporations like that want to control the guest experience. So they use what's called capsaicin and a lot of hot sauces do that as well. My body does not react well to that because it's, it just, um, maybe because it's unnatural or because it's distilled from peppers and, and, and not necessarily as natural as say eating a Thai bird chili. Sure. Wow. wow. That it, it really, that actually, I, that is interesting. And it really makes sense to me. And now I want to look into that because yeah, I need to a, find out Jason's my a big hot sauce fan. But yeah. Also, I, yeah. I like I too to many things. Yeah. Yeah. But as you were saying, I think I need to find my, whatever, niche. my niche. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. what's fucked up about it and same with food in general is that all it takes is one negative experience for someone whether it's, let's say your mom sucks at cooking Brussels sprouts and she just butchers the fuck out of them and they're disgusting. Yeah. You have them once and then for the rest of your life, yep. you hate Brussels sprouts because you had that one experience. And um, same with peppers and same with, same with different things. So it, it's, it's interesting because you can avoid a whole category of food just from a singular experience that you had as a child or a young adult. And it was so bad that it tainted your, your memory, even to the fact of you might tell people you're allergic to something because you don't like it that much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It took me a long time to eat pork chops as an adult. <laughs> My mom made them all the time and they were tried out. <laughs> a lot of people sadly have that experience. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to uh, Jason. You wanted to ask what uh, one of the guys, what someone says. To oh yeah. The crew. Yeah. What it's, it's, I think it's what you say to your crew when somebody's like filming on social media and you, and you scream this, this chant to them and then they're all like, Hey, do you know what I'm yeah, talking so, about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it started with, we just started it when Snapchat was really big. Okay. Um, 
And so usually, so I have a weird habit of saying, hey, fellas, we got a Snapchat over there. Or, or hey, fellas, we got a, the, the homies in the house. Or, hey, fellas, we got my, my cousin's little sister right here. She's going to their next problem in the house. And they're like, ah. So it'll range. The sentences will range from anything. And it's yeah. in context by context. You know, like uh, these guys were going to prom and they came to the restaurant yesterday and they were full prommed out. They had the flower, a suit, and they waited in line. And I, and so we're like, oh, guys, come here, come here. Hey, fellas, they're going to prom. And then they're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's contextual. So it depends yeah. on it. the context. That makes sense, yeah, because I've heard it different things. And I'm like, what is he doing? Is this like <laughs> their, their language here? And it is, yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love that, man. So, great. so now what's next with Holland Race? I know right as the pandemic was hitting, you were opening up the Pasadena location. What's the yep. has that opened now? So we are opening our Pasadena location in July this year. So probably about a month or two out. And when the pandemic hit, we decided to change the floor plans, change everything around because it's a different world we live in. You know, I mean, like, sure. you, you, and you also can't rest on your laurels of, you know, just so the whole world changes and you're just going to build the same exact restaurant that you're planning to build when the whole world changes every single thing, you know, like, no. So we had to go back to the drawing board, reconfigure, uh, reallocate, you know, space in the restaurant um, and, and redesign it. So it took a little time, but I, I, I do uh, going back to the reference of being your own boss is like we are patient. We're not in a rush. We're not we're not trying to capture lightning in a bottle. We're trying to do things at a high quality and do it on our pace and have fun and trust the process, but also enjoy the process. So uh, it's taking a bit of time, but you know, we're really excited uh, for it. Customers are really excited and we have some really amazing kind of uh, releases, if you will, of different features or menu items that we don't currently offer. Can you give us any sneak into that? I know, yeah. A sneak peek? Yeah, I mean, we got. Uh, have you had an Orange Julius before? Oh my a god, like years twenty-five ago. years yeah. ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're doing a Orange Julian um, for named after one of the uh, chefs. His name's Julian Sanchez, and um, we're basically chefing up a version of the Orange Julius um, and uh, making it to order. So when you order, when you come up and you order, uh, the concept will be. Uh, if you're the customer, I'll take an orange Julius uh, or orange Julian. Um, it's going to be a tongue twister. Yeah. And then the the staff members, would you like that with your chicken or after your meal? Um, and then if they want it, because we want to serve it immediately from the blender, because that's a huge part of like the frothiness of the orange, you know, and it's just really like at its peak, you know? Sure. So if they want it like immediately, we'll make it and, and we can do it like that. But then if they want after the meal, we'll just give them a ticket and come up to a little orange Julius orange julian station and then uh, get that um so that's going to be huge because we're using really in our research we found i don't know if you know this but a lot of the cheap ice creams i won't say any names but like the the lower costing ones they use skim milk in in their ice creams because it's a lower cost and um a lot of the higher end ice creams it's obviously full milk and and heavy cream and things like that and in our research you know the skim milk uh, tended to separate which was really interesting um, through the blending process, probably because of the pH of oranges and stuff. Uh, but the whole milk, it's just, it's coupled with some of the stabilizer, just all the kind of chefy stuff. It's, I'm so excited for that, you know? <laughs> um, so, so that's one thing. Um, and then another is the waffles. Uh, we were getting uh, hit pretty hard on a lot of requests for waffles and we haven't yet done them because uh, they don't travel as well. And a lot of our orders right now are to go and Postmates and all that. Um, So we have high standards and and expectations for execution. So we don't feel like offering them off right now is the best because even though they, the customers want it and and if they get it and it's like not as good of a product as they remember, then it's actually hurting us twofold, you know? So, um, so the waffles will be coming back. Dine-in experience will be coming back. Um, We got, hooked up by Sonos. Um, so they're, they're, they're doing the whole sound design. It's a whole restaurant. It's, it's oh, just nice. amazing. I've worked with Sonos. Yeah, they're great. I mean, for, at least from my experience, like yeah. they're, they're really helpful, intelligent, and, and 
just a great brand, you know? Um, sure. And there's word of mouth too. I mean, by them hooking us up, you know, here I am uh, plugging, plugging them, but it's a natural plug. It's not like I'm sponsored yeah. by Sonos or whatever, you know, yeah. um, Let me throw out my plugs for Sonos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, but, be, you know, they have a Sonos music channels. So will you be playing their music or just your own stuff? Our pure playlists are pretty curated. So yeah. we have a very highly curated uh, playlist, uh, probably about, I think it's like 45 hours of music that we kind of show. Oh, cool. For. Who does that? Uh, myself and the team. I mean, um, sometimes I'll, I'll pay the team like on a time off to send me some songs that they think are relevant and new to mix in with the old school 90s or wh- whatever that we have on our tracks. And so it, it's definitely a collaborative effort. It's not just one uh, person. That's awesome, nice. man. I dig that. If you ever need a voice person or a Holland Ray's DJ, uh, you got your girl right here, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. you said dining in will be coming soon. Your original location in Chinatown, you'll be bringing that back. That'll be uh, kind of how it is right now. I mean, it's working out really efficient. We're serving more customers than we've ever served, and uh, people aren't waiting in line. You know, um, and yeah, it's the, very the fast now, right? Is there much of a yeah. wait time? Uh, if five minutes, if yeah, anything crazy. in line, you know, yeah. yeah, but we're also serving like 600, 700 people in a day because oh my God. instead of, instead of like, if you think about it, instead of those 600 people lining in line and having to get, walk through the menu and, and answer the questions, they're just pulling up their phone, ordering, doom, doom. And then it goes to the kitchen. The kitchen pulls a ticket, makes the food and boom. So it's, so it's actually more efficient this way. Yeah. Um, you do lose a little bit of that personal touch, but there's ways that we incorporate it, whether it's like hooking people up or writing a nice message or when they do come down and pick it up. Cause if you do the pickup, there's no fees. So it's the same as just waiting in line, you know? So we have three, uh, what's called channels of uh, service, you know, so they can get it delivered to them. They can order a pickup through the app or they can come down and place an order in person. So instead of it just having one channel or one funnel for everything to fit through, we have three separate ones that kind of spreads it out a little bit easier for everyone. No, it totally cool. does. Yeah. We were, I mean, we were, you know, when we talked to you to, Hey, come on the podcast, that was a week and a half ago, Saturday. Um, and you, and it was after hours. Hey dude, is it cool if we, yeah, I got you guys all good. And I mean, it came <laughs> out faster. It was, than I've, it was yeah. <laughs> too insane. And then Mario's like, by the way, uh, you didn't have enough food, so I just wanted to throw a couple things in there. And I'm like, dude, you guys are <laughs> it was very cool. Guns, yeah. yeah. We yeah. brought our my niece Megan. It was very fun. Yeah. See, and that's it's amazing now when and this is what we have conversations about amongst employees. It's like when you have all these different lines of defense. You know, these lines of defense of service where. You know, if I, if we run into each other and we chop it up, Hey, how's it going? Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll take your order or, Hey, Oh, that's the owner. Hey, how you doing? Oh, nice to see you. And then that guy's nice. And then the, the guy taking your order is really nice. And then yeah. the guy handing your order yep. is like yep. beyond nice. Then you're just like, fuck, <laughs> you can't get mad. You know, it's like, how do you get mad at yeah. when there's like four or five different people that are so nice to you. And, and it's essentially four or five different lines of defense where uh, it's like hard to, you get mad at that. And then that's what makes the food taste better is because right. you're right. So true. You're just taken care of, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's genuine though. It's not like bullshit yeah. niceness. Yeah, it's yeah. like, holy yeah. shit, this guy literally cares about me as the person standing right next to me who I came here with. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's the human, really human level. And that's why I'm so excited post COVID is because I think the world is craving being treated like a human yeah. because we've gone through a dehumanization of society. And so, so I, I, when I've been cashing, so many people are saying, wow, you're so nice. And it, realistically, it's just, I'm just, how are you? I'm doing simple things. Really, yeah. just really simple. How are you doing today? They, they say, oh, I'm great. How are you? And then when they say, how are you to me? I say, oh my, thank you so much for asking. That was nice of you. And they're like, wow, this guy's really nice. And it was, <laughs> that's it. It's simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, you know, when we can do those things really, really well, it gives me a lot of joy and excitement for the future because um, it's going to resonate with people a lot. Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, it's simple as communication. Just hello back and forth a couple times. Yeah. Man, makes the difference. Absolutely. Okay, um, we got to go to our uh, the last part of our podcast where it's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions to get to know you even more. 
Uh, are you ready, Johnny? No, actually, hold on. Let me see. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Let me put on my game face for this. Hold on. Oh, wait. Are you going to do a new background or something? Uh, no, I got to put my game face on. Just uh. give me one second. Let me see. Okay. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> You're the first guest to do this. I'm impressed. I know. I'm kind of excited. Really? Actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys can't see on the video here, but Johnny Rayzone is putting on, uh, he's drawing things on his face on the video, and we will be posting this to Instagram at Cause I Have To Podcast. Uh, let's see. Am I, yeah, just game, game ready. <laughs> All right. And looking good. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> and there we go. This is interesting. Okay, uh, question Great. number one. What music do you like to listen to while you're cooking? Hip hop, trap, rap, 90s rap, modern rap, trap. I like it. Three names of those. Because um, now I'm curious of, of who you, just, you know, specific artists, real quick. Uh, any specific artists? Yeah. It, all, it goes all over the place. I mean, it depends on the mood, you know. Sure. Nas is great. Uh, Pac is great. Biggie's great. I like Lil Durk. I like Lil Baby. Those are more modern guys. Uh, I'll kick her up back to Blackstreet. You know, uh, I, Mace was a favorite guy of mine. Like, sure. like yeah, I grew up listening to Mace. You know, feels so good. That's just a great one. Sometimes I'll listen to Kirk Franklin. Uh, and then if I want like some of that kind of like rockabilly stuff, you know, um, I'll do uh, Creedence Clearwater gets me going. Uh, blues gets me going all the time. I mean, I you know like Johnny yeah, okay. Hooker's great. Wide yeah. variety. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of Nas, I ate at Horses last night with my buddy Spencer, who's also a Howlin' fan, and Nas had his birthday there, right next to us. Oh, nice. That's what's <laughs> up. I was at yeah. Lori's. Denzel Washington was sitting next to me, and I was <laughs> so fanboying out at that. You're like, that's him right there. Don't yeah. look. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a huge Denzel fan. I just posted on my Instagram the scene of uh, the Remember the Titans when oh, they're like sure. strong side, and then they go like, left side, strong side, left side, <laughs> boom, and then, ah. <laughs> like that scene was so awesome, man. It gives me Intense. chills every time. Yeah, oh yeah, it's so good. All right, uh, cool. question, question number two. Yeah, question number two. What do you do to un, uh, wind down slash de-stress? I, I walk my dog. All right. But 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 it's more of a chore though. But it helps me wind down and stress uh, de stress. What do I do actively to wind down and de stress? Fuck, man. Uh, I guess watch TV sometimes or watch sure. shows with my wife about murder. I mean, she always picks the murder shows. I need to de stress. Let's murder watch somebody getting nice. killed. She's so into that stuff. She's all into the you know murder. Doc yeah, 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 yeah. We watch oh, a lot we, of them too. Yeah, we dig it for sure. Okay, question number three. You have to pick one activity of this list. Uh, which one is it? Skateboarding, reading a book, tetherball, chess. Ooh. Skateboarding. What's the context of pick, picking an activity? Just did I did right I now. have to do? Yeah, or? you got to do it. You've got to right this. now. Yeah. Uh, Skateboarding, reading a book, tetherball, chess. Yeah, I'm in the mood for chess. I would do chess, and my second choice would be reading a book. All right. Oh, nice. this is the sensitive side. I like I it. Like it. Okay, okay, question, question number, number four. four. <laughs> <laughs> to us, uh, and this is honest and genuine. And our uh, my niece Meg Rob was a part of this, but go ahead. Correct. Uh, you're you're a mix of Justin Timberlake and Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers. <laughs> Who would you pick to play you in a movie? I'm a mix of Justin, JT, and Cody Bellinger. To us. Who's playing me? To well, us. The, to us, you're a little bit of a mix of those two guys. Oh, oh, I'm. A, that's what yeah, you yeah. think. But that's we're what asking our... you, who would who would you pick to play you in a movie? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, and I have another follow up on that. <laughs> okay, who would pick me and play me in a movie? I would say I get a lot of uh, Jay Balvin's right now because uh, of the haircut. So Jay Balvin would be a good Who's fit. Jay I, think, a lot of, I was going to say. He's, a, he's like a, he's a, a Latin singer that is like kind of rap, hip hop mm. and mix, you know. Okay. Um, so it, if, if you're not familiar with him, then I would pick, I would like to see that dude 
uh, John Cena lose a bunch of weight, get skinny, <laughs> and then play me. Oh, that's Lose his muscle. Because he's uh, kind of funny. Uh, he, we have we have both a similar sense of humor where it's like not funny, but sometimes funny, but most of the time it's not funny. And to most people, it's just like he's a douchebag. So <laughs> we have similar humor in that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got you. As evidenced by your party face. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, I did want to ask, actually, have you been approached? I know you've, you've been featured on Food Network and that, but have you... Have you been approached to do a show of any reality show with Holland Race? I've had a few, but I never liked the aftermath of doing reality TV for the sake of what? Are you trying to make money? Are you trying to get notoriety? And then what happens is usually it tears business down. We love what we have with Alan and we don't want to like, um, there's no reason to exploit the, the business or exploit the business for, or the employees for the sake of TV. Yeah. We enjoy doing what we're doing and we want to continue to get really, really good at that. So we've had offers, but we've politely declined because we're not um, chasing that. We're chasing excellence. We're chasing standards. We're chasing execution. We're chasing consistency. Yep. Okay. Dig it. Uh, question number five, our last question. Um, what message do you hope Holland Ray's leaves people with? That's a good one. What message? Uh, chase your dreams and i think a lot of people are seeing it as that uh, because they get like oh wow it's a successful kind of business so chasing your dreams but also doing what makes you happy you know pursue that which gives you joy do not pursue that which just solely gives you money great advice i've that is you couldn't have said it any better man seriously that's perfect yeah that's awesome well johnny ray's own from holland ray's the best hot chicken in the world. Uh, get it here in Los Angeles. Are you going to be expanding outside of California? Yeah, we're opening in uh, Mexico, and I'm oh. taking Spanish classes four days a, a week. I'm oh. loving it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So we're, we're doing that, and um, we're going to start with that first, uh, but we might do a London deal as well. Ooh. Oh, my so yeah, That's but we're taking our time, you know. Sure. I know, Rush. Are you are you are you getting out of your uh, your costume? Oh, that was for the the five. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, five yeah. I got you. I got you, man. Oh, there you are, Johnny. I've, where have you been? <laughs> well, you said your game face. I had to do my makeup and put yeah. my yeah, you know, That's nice. my good luck charm and everything. You know? Oh my god. Well, you've been a joy to have on the podcast. We love what you're doing. Uh, you know, beyond the greatest chicken sandwich in the world. Um, we just love it. Really, it's such a you walk away from Holland Ray's feeling good about yourself just by the way that you're treated there and how it feels. And of course, the food's delicious. Yeah, I appreciate it. So thank you for being that. on. Thanks, yeah. man. What a freaking treat. Me. Absolutely. Yeah, that was fun. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. There you go. Johnny Ray's on. It is Holland Ray's. How did you feel about that? Good. Um, it's... Oh God, I didn't realize we'd talk about diarrhea for so long. It <laughs> makes sense, right? ED. Now, Doc, tell me, what does explosive mean to you? I was going to squeeze in that um, in my family, uh, ED... Is oh Ed came to visit. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have I explosive about that. diarrhea. It's a medical family, everybody. <laughs> See, but that's funny. Like... He wanted very specific. So it's yeah. not just when you go to the bathroom; it's when you don't make it to the bathroom. That <laughs> or the... you're just sitting there, and then you're oh, sitting on a podcast, and you're like, "Oh my gracious!" Oh, whoa. <laughs> I feel like he's one of those guys too that you can explore uh, so many different areas, which yeah, is yeah. why it would have been like a two or even three parter. Yeah. Um, and that in a positive way, um, digging more into the early days of things and like, kind of like we did with your brothers and how yeah. nuts and crazy and, you know, yeah. hey, now I need therapy a little bit because of that or a lot of it. Um, I had no idea about his dad, dude. Sending yeah. love out to you, man, yeah. for real. That's wow. Rough. Yeah, big time. Um, oh, so it's, he's such a 
it's, again, you you already know the type of person he is if you've been to his restaurant. Yeah. You know, you know his staff. You feel like he could, again, like I said, can I just like, am I gonna go stand back behind the counter with you guys? And you know, they make you at home. Which it's is, definitely which a place a that you realize. I mean, I thought to myself, I have a feeling he pays these people well because they're very happy. And yeah. I wish a lot more companies would understand when people are always leaving, there's a reason. <laughs> no, you know? that's it's like, yeah, I don't know. Some some people are numb to the fact like, oh, wow, we just lost another great person. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, know, you can't keep everybody. But if a lot of people keep jumping off, you know, there's a reason those people stay there. And and it is kind of wild that a little people are so used to not getting kindness. I, I, I didn't want to waste the time in the interview but I was going to tell him about our experience we went to it happened to be a chicken sandwich the other day a place here locally where we oh, live yeah. and the order it was going to take 25 minutes for the order I got there on time the order was 20 minutes late they didn't say anything about it they just were doing whatever and then I was like oh you know you're online it said your coleslaw was out and he's like oh you can still buy some so my order's 20 minutes late. He makes me buy the like $4 whatever coleslaw. We get home and like the sandwich is cold and it's not made the way it was the last time we had it. It wasn't like shredded chicken. Like it was very weird. Nothing close. And then, I mean, this isn't about the money, but you know, we paid like $3 extra to have avocado. Per sandwich. Per sandwich. And the slice of avocado was about half the size of my pinky and thickness and width. And I'm just like, this is a piece of avocado? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyway, the whole thing, like it made us think of Holland Ray's. When you're running a restaurant like that, I mean, first of all, oh my God, your order is 20 minutes late. Yeah. You know, t please, you want some coleslaw? The coleslaw is $4, everybody. Like throw that in and be like, so sorry. But also, it's 20 minutes late, and the sandwich is cold. Like, how yes. does that even, I don't, I was watching them make this stuff. I don't understand what happened. Anyway, yeah. and so then I got a text, how was your experience? And I wrote how bad my experience was, and I haven't heard anything back. It's been a couple days. <laughs> it's, it's just funny. And I mean, these are just... Like, so we're not, we're probably never going back there. That's all it yeah. takes to lose a customer for life, yeah. you know? And that's a pretty new place that opened up. And right. and his place is just, you know, even our friend Spencer that we always, he's like a third co-host of the podcast. Yeah, really we mention is. him all the time. He <laughs> once ordered and they were like, bro, you know, oh, homie, you know, here's some extra, you know, they threw in fries or something. Like just little things that just make it like oh my god that's so neat you know it's not about getting something it's the experience no. of you know making making someone feel good you know you're sitting there outside a restaurant waiting 20 minutes for this order that was supposed to already be ready like i don't know just do something to make it right right sure i mean yeah and i think there's also a little bit of like treat others the way you would want to be treated like if if you would want to experience this specific thing and have the hospitality like Howland does. Hello. It only makes sense that they do that by default. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not it's not something that they do. It's just part of them being there as yeah. cooks and and whatever. And know? they also have a a vibe and I've had this at one other restaurant in New York. You could not go there for 2 years and you see the person are like Hey man, where you been? And like they know you. I don't know how they do that. It's like magic. So <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you remember me from two years ago? I don't understand. Yeah. But that's um, right. it is just a. Uh, so it's so. I mean, first of all, you know, everyone knows about hot chicken sandwiches. This guy was doing it before anyone even knew about it, and he decided to start a hot chicken sandwich. Oh, uh, we didn't uh, bring it up. But he actually started first as a food truck. That makes so much sense. Food truck right. and then started a restaurant. But I mean, he was one of the first and literally changed the landscape of L.A. He's not kidding. Changed the landscape yeah. of L.A. food and food probably all over the world, but definitely the U.S. Yes. Pretty wild. 
to bring it, it like like now you could you know not that you want to but you can go to kfc and get a hot chicken sandwich or i think even when i, I see ads all the time wendy's all these right. places now are serving hot chicken sandwiches and you know i'm gonna guess it's a lot of it because of johnny ray's home oh johnny man you're such a beast dude and you and your wife actually i mean they're both incredible at what they yeah. do as and the said, staff. He wouldn't everybody. be where he is without her too. Without it her, right? Takes a, uh, what is it? Takes a village. It does. Um, it's a beautiful thing. So anyway, I hope you can experience this if there if you're in LA. Uh, Chinatown's their main location. They will be opening up in Pasadena. Uh, now you order on Postmates, and like he said, you don't have to pay a fee if you pick it up yourself. Um, but it's so it's no it's no longer a two hour wait. You know, last time we went, it literally took like five minutes. It was shocking. But um, and we were there 15 minutes after they had closed, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a great vibe. And I knew, like I said, initially, when we started this podcast, I created a list of people we wanted on. And I just really wanted to talk to him and talk about, you know, all all these stories of people we talk with. It's not like anything was super easy, you know, even for no. himself. He he was working crazy hours. Uh, he said he was drinking too much, wasn't yeah. really maybe taking care of his health, you know, wasn't happy, even though he was making good money. You know, these are all things to think about. And, and don't wait until you find somebody, you know, one of your family members dead. Like, life is so short, man. No gotta kidding. get out there and do what you want to be doing and and don't just get by and get through the day and slug oh my gosh slug through the day slug through the week yeah <sighs> another passion another passionate pod i love it so freaking much another reason why we do it yeah passion is what keeps us all going you gotta do it because you have to that is correcto but also what is your what would your life look like if you were just doing what you wanted to do? I mean, there's so many things we tell ourselves we have. Well, I got to do that. I got to yeah. do that because I got to make money for this. What if you actually pursued the thing you loved and that turned into something that you made a living? Sure. It happens for so many people and you take chances. Like he said, when he said, yeah, I'm thinking of opening up a hot chicken place. People were like, you're that's stupid. Like he, yeah. he said how long it takes to cook. I didn't real. There's so much I didn't know. Like I didn't realize how long that chicken takes. I didn't realize, and it makes sense, that all these other people want the the sandwich to be exactly the same spice, so they have to alter it. That makes sense, but I didn't really right. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I know. I'm excited for his and the Howlin' Ray's future. Yeah, it's. I mean, London, Mexico. This is crazy. Are you kidding me? I wanted to find out where in Mexico. Um, maybe Mexico uh, City. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Maybe it's like in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. I think either way, they're going to succeed. And I totally see why he wouldn't want to do a reality show, but he has such a personality, and so does everyone. Yeah. Uh, the employees. It would be. It would be an amazing show. Maybe down the line when they're more settled or something. Yeah. Just to do it for fun, but who knows? I could also see it's a nightmare being filmed all the time and Yeah. But it would be it would be a hit. Yeah, it would. Everyone would love to see it. It would be incredible. (laughs) Although they'd have to create some drama. I know, which that would be successful. So maybe it isn't a good idea. Stay out of the drama, Johnny. Stay out of the drama. Yeah, no drama. They don't you know, if they do have drama, I'm sure it's minimal. Or what do they do? They talk about it. They probably have a staff Howlin' Ray's counselor there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guy in the back freezer just waiting. I could see oh. it like um, uh, it's like Ted Lasso. They bring in a counselor yeah. for all the employees. Yeah, exactly. If anyone's having any chicken problems, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask him uh, how much chicken he eats every day. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, I'm sure now it's it might not be as much or who knows? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm on an all chicken diet. He is in very good shape for yeah. someone who runs a hot chicken sandwich place. Right. Yeah. 
delicious, fatty, yeah. spicy, uh, the, salty. The slaw. Food. The slaw on the sandwich is oh delicious. Oh, my God. The slaw, to me, is very hard to perfect. There's yes. this delish. We are definite critics of slaw. Yeah. Um, we try slaw anywhere we go that has a slaw side dish. Sometimes it's very bland. Yep. Yeah, there's this delicious Okay, I think we wrap this up. Uh, Johnny Ray's Zone from Holland Ray's. Uh, very prized guest. Happy to have him on. I'm so glad he agreed. And uh, more great stuff. Follow your dreams, friend. Woo, party. Thanks again. Love you all. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Cause I Have To podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have To podcast. Tell your friends about the pod and share an episode on your socials. We'd love to hear from you too. Email us at Cause I Have To podcast at gmail.com. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time. <laughs>